1: Yes, and good morning everyone. Welcome to Real Presence Live this morning. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm uh, one of your co-hosts for Mr. Steve Glaser. Welcome, Steve, and good morning.
0: Good morning, Mike. Good morning,
1: everyone. Glad to be here this morning. And uh, we are broadcasting from uh, Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's the western edge of uh, North Dakota, and we're set up here. We have the portable studio set up here in the Fisher Commons area in uh, Trinity High School and thank you very much for the invitation to bring our studios to Trinity High School once again Steve. So we enjoy having you Mike. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, folks, we have an exciting show this morning. We have uh, uh first half hour uh, Bishop uh, Kagan. We have uh, Steve Ray uh and we have brandon corn uh, cornell from uh, yankton south dakota from mount marty college and uh, then we'll end it with father keith streifel a pastor saint joseph's church in dickinson uh but right now well, we have bishop uh, david kagan on the line good morning bishop good morning mike good morning steve good morning bishop it's always nice to have you on Real Presence Live, Bishop, and thank you for carving out some time, uh, uh, all the time for us. And, uh, well, thank be- you. Yes, and uh, to begin with, would you please lead us in a prayer, Bishop?
0: Oh, certainly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the Father,
1: Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much, Bishop Kagan. And, uh, You're welcome. you know We are in the Wednesday within the octave of... Easter everyone and uh, we get uh, 50 days to celebrate this Easter season and uh, Bishop uh, this morning uh, Steve and I are just uh, very excited to hear about the topic that you have chosen and that is Roman Martyrology and I believe that uh, mentioning that term that topic Roman Martyrology, I think we have the attention of all our listeners across uh, our network of uh, ten dioceses and five states to hear more about uh, martyrolo- uh, Roman Martyrology. Could, you, could we just hand it to you, and you can just explain what, right. uh, what that is?
0: All right. Well, this goes back uh, to the very earliest, the, the most ancient uh, times in our Catholic Church, Uh, Especially, pardon me, once uh, the Roman Emperor Nero began the first, almost worldwide, at least as far as the Roman Empire was concerned, uh, government-sanctioned persecution of Christians. And that occurred uh, in the 60s A.D. when he he was the emperor. But more to the point... uh, very quickly, uh, it backfired on the uh, uh, on the Roman Empire. Uh, one of the reasons uh, for the persecutions of Christians, uh, they the Empire was trying to eradicate Christianity. And as I say, it backfired because of the uh, the, the staunch uh, and courageous faith of the Christians who uh, in so often uh, joyfully accepted martyrdom and they were uh, in in most instances very gruesome tortures and and deaths they endured rather than deny Christ and the Christian community the church uh, more and more people who witnessed this became converts to uh, the church and so it as I say, it backfired on the civil governments that were trying to get rid of the Christians, and it was one of the uh, 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 very effective ways, if you will, of evangelizing and announcing the gospel and bringing more and more people into the body of Christ the Church. But uh, quickly, uh, during that first persecution... uh, the early Christians began keeping lists of names of the martyrs. And they did that not, you know, for any silly reason, but they began to uh, copy these lists and disseminate them across the Christian communities in the Roman Empire so that uh, Christians would know who these... Uh, martyrs were, but also that they would uh, it, it incorporate in their prayers uh, prayers for uh, the martyrs. And uh, it, the thing about the martyrology, uh, and it's it goes way back, as I say, it's ancient. Mm-hmm. We can't think of it in uh, necessarily the strict uh, definition of the term, and it it's certainly the first saints, if you will, for the most part were all literal martyrs. They shed their blood and gave up their lives for Christ mm-hmm. and the Church. Uh, mm-hmm. But there were many others who didn't suffer that kind of martyrdom, but they're included in these lists as time goes on because the wider definition of the word martyr, which is a Greek word, simply means a witness to another. And so people who were living manifestly uh, holy and exemplary lives uh, and may not have been actual uh, literal physical martyrs for Christ, but lived their lives in in that way and uh, died you know, in the normal course of their lives, also began to be listed along with the other martyrs. And that's uh, why it's uh, called the Martyrology. It's really listing every known uh, person at the time who uh, lived and died for Christ, some literally giving up their lives Mm -hmm. uh, for him, others... Uh, not suffering that kind of physical martyrdom, but they're all witnesses to Christ. And so this list uh, was growing exponentially, whether in times of, of the, you know, overt persecution and in other times when Christians could live in peace. Uh, but, and uh, they're. They didn't even, uh, you know, rank them by some happened to be popes or bishops or presbyters or whatever. They're just names are listed. And uh, Mm. usually if it's a more famous martyr, there would have been a little something else added to let people know, you know, who this was, where he or she had had died and so forth. But the... um, the other thing that developed from the Roman martyrology uh, was in time, and this this was a development a little later on, uh, after the Emperor Constantine uh, mm-hmm. stopped the persecutions of Christians in the early 4th century, the Church began to, in a way, uh, rank... And, and separate out, they made a distinction then between literal martyrs and those who uh, were not, you know, literal martyrs, mm-hmm. and that's where we get the two uh, general categories of saints in the church. We have martyrs and we have confessors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the confessors are those people who lived Manifestly holy and morally good lives, uh, and uh, lived and died, and uh, you know, in the normal course. Uh, And so, uh, that's how the the two general categories of saints in the church develop. But they all develop from that one general list of uh, witnesses uh, to Christ. Right. Uh, how they lived and died. And mm-hmm. so uh, it, it's not just interesting ancient Catholic Church history and and facts like that, but what developed also from this listing of saints, martyrs, and confessors, and the practice uh, exists to this day, um, you know, people would... Uh, add to their own names the name of a saint, a martyr or a confessor. Uh-huh. And uh, that's how it developed where, you know, when uh, we, we were born, our parents gave us Christian names. Mm-hmm. We have a patron saint. That's where the practice of having a patron saint came from. Uh, and it, again, it's, it's a quite ancient Catholic practice. And we do it usually uh, at baptism, and uh, we ask people when they are confirmed to choose a patron saint uh, whom uh, they have come to know and uh, uh, venerate. And uh, so that uh, having a patron saint, either for your name, uh, first or middle name, or uh... when you're confirmed you you take on uh, a patron saint that uh, that custom which is uh, long-standing very long-standing mm-hmm. was a direct result of uh, the dissemination of uh... the roman martyrology lists of uh, martyrs and confessors uh... to the various uh... christian communities and uh... Uh, you can see in, in one sense, um, it's kind of like faith uh, lived in practice, uh, and um, it's all part of uh, the life of the Church, and it's, a, uh, it's something that helps us understand that what the, the apostles, what the Church Fathers, uh, the great spiritual our writers and theologians speak of in in every century about our faith is a living faith mm-hmm. and uh, it truly is and uh, it's not that we live in the past but we keep the past alive through our veneration and study of the lives of the saints right and again as the church teaches us when we venerate the saints we're giving honor and glory to Almighty God because the saints are but a reflection of the goodness and the glory of God. And they show us that, you know, holiness and uh, sanctity of life is very possible for us to obtain and and achieve and, and, and develop and foster uh, as they did in our own lives. And so... Uh, Again, one of the other nice byproducts of the Roman martyrology is the compilation of uh, some very good volumes, uh, which we just generally refer to as the Lives of the Saints. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a great uh, pious and devotional practice for Catholics, uh, to read the lives of the saints. Um, I, I try and read the life of a saint on a daily basis. Uh, people Wonderful. may not have the time to do that, but it, it, from time to time, it, it's a great uh, thing to do. It, it I, I've, At least I found in my own life, uh, it's a great consolation because uh, you, you read the lives of saints they faced in their own earthly lives, situations that aren't all that dissimilar from what we have in mm-hmm. our daily lives and mm-hmm. it's it's something how did they you know uh, deal with this or that whether it was an illness or uh, you know a, a right. death or whatever and uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just the great spiritual practice that I encourage people uh, you know, Indeed, uh, Get in the habit of just reading the life of one saint a day. It yes. doesn't take that long, you know, maybe mm-hmm. five minutes, mm-hmm. ten mm-hmm. minutes at the most. Mm-hmm. But uh, soon enough, that's, that's a good habit to get into. And when you miss a day, you know you've missed it, and so mm-hmm. you, you get back, right back to it.
1: Right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us this morning on Real Presence Live we are visiting with bishop david kagan the bishop of the diocese of bismarck north dakota Uh, we are broadcasting live from trinity high school in dickinson north dakota the western edge of north dakota and uh, my name is mike kidrowski i'm here with president of the trinity catholic school steve glazer and we're carrying on a discussion with uh, bishop uh, david kagan on Roman martyrology, Roman martyrology. And, Bishop, you did such an excellent job taking us from the 60s AD, the reign of Nero, to, the, to today, actually. And, mm-hmm. uh, Bishop, the Roman martyrology is, when we say that, are we referring to an actual document which lists the martyrs since the beginning of, uh, uh, of, of, of Christ?
0: Uh, Yes, uh, uh, there are still uh, in existence uh, some of the, uh, probably not the originals, but uh, again, as I said, uh, so many copies were made of these and added to uh, so regularly. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are still some copies uh, in existence. I, I know we have one here in the Chancery Archives, it's quite old it it dates back uh, to uh, probably about seventy five to a hundred years after the end of the Council of Trent and it it goes all the way it you can see you know uh, it, it goes back to the most ancient of the martyr saints and uh, many of them we would recognize, especially those who are mentioned. Uh, in the Roman canon at Mass, the first Eucharistic prayer. They're listed in there. And uh, mm-hmm. and as I say, those uh, authors who compiled later on Lives of the Saints based uh, uh, a lot of their work on uh, copies of that ancient Roman martyrology. So uh, I, I, I have no idea if some of the most ancient lists are still in existence. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but certainly the the subsequent ones, especially you know works like the Butler's Lives of the Saints, mm-hmm. uh, they would be quite accurate because they were basing their work on some of these much older uh, lists and texts, uh, including so many uh, saints. And as I said, once it it started. Regularly, usually it would be uh, bishops who would add names of of uh, uh, people to those lists, and they kept adding to them. And so these—it's kind of a a living production, if you will. And even into our own times, uh, is certainly the modern popes canonized uh, uh, persons from all walks of life. Uh, Pope St. John Paul II canonized uh, several hundred people, and uh, by doing that, he kind of revived among Catholics in general an interest in the lives of the saints. Uh, But Mm -hmm. they all uh, have canonized uh, 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 people during the time of their pontificates, and so it that's again one of the can the formal canonization of saints uh, didn't begin until probably around the 10th or 11th century and and that process has been revised and changed over time as well by the popes uh, but mm-hmm. uh, there was always great care taken before anybody's anyone's name was put on any of these lists that they tried to uh, you know, be accurate as far as who is it, uh, and what was the manner of life and death mm-hmm. and so forth. And so, uh, they wanted to, uh, very carefully and, and very strictly avoid kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know what we might call today—you know, uh, having fans and things like that, and, and that sort of thing—but mm-hmm. uh, be true and accurate uh, to both uh, the church and and to the person they're listing. Right. But and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the lists are pretty accurate. I I, I know that. So.
1: Yeah, Bishop. Um uh, thank you very much for being on with us uh this morning oh, uh, we welcome. have We have just uh, uh a minute and a half left here till uh, break uh, and you 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 did such a great job again from taking us from the beginning this sixties a d s to today on the lives and the documentation of the martyrs and uh and the confessors that were uh named saints. And uh, we appreciate that very much. Any final thoughts or reflections for our listeners this morning, Bishop?
0: Well, just continue to celebrate and enjoy not only the Easter octave but Uh the entire Easter season. And uh, 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 I would just encourage people, develop that good habit of reading the life of one saint every day. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, soon enough, that's a, a very good habit to have, and uh, and uh, e- e- you'll enjoy it.
1: Oh, indeed, indeed. I picked up a book last night on the lives of the saints, and it's amazing how many there are. And the the the, the new uh, names that I read last evening, is, uh, I hadn't heard of them before, but I read their story, and right. and it's uh, obviously you know when you read about the saints, uh, it's a it's a it's a, it's a great thing to read it's a, it's uh such a strong they had such a strong faith and certainly that's oh, yeah. that's what we want uh, that's what we want uh, as well so bishop kagan the bishop of the diocese of bismarck thank you very much for being with us this morning and thank you for your leadership on of the catholic church in western north dakota
0: thank you bishop well was thank was you very both very much god bless you both god, god, bless, god bless you, you bishop, bishop.
1: Thank you. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. uh, We are uh, heading towards a a break right now, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Don't go away.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.